may be filled with God's glory. You may be filled with God's presence in a mighty powerful way. And it's a wonderful thing. But why God is filling you up with His glory and His presence is because that's where we die. Our flesh is dying under the presence of God. Our will, our desire, our emotions, our personal desires, everything. You will never get this just reading the Bible. You will never understand because you have to experience these things. So when God is touching your life by His presence, He is dealing with you. Why? So that you may comprehend the width and the depth and the, uh, the, the, the heights and of the power of God. Comprehend. Comprehend. So that you may gain that knowledge and spiritual wisdom and understanding. Why? Is because next time, when we are ready, God can keep His presence. See, here's the difference. A lot of us, we would go into the presence of God and thankfully, when we are bathed in His presence, you come out, three hours later, you don't have it. Why? Because God knows that when you are in His presence, you're ready to do everything and anything. You're changed. But there are people that understood the principles and they were walking in the principles of God, applying the knowledge and understanding. When they grew up in the knowledge and understanding of the Word of God and the will of God, the presence stayed longer because God could trust us with. We can handle it. So when God is touching our life, it's a wonderful thing, but He's touching our life for a purpose to deal with our flesh. A lot of people, they have misconception and misunderstanding why God is doing what He's doing. He comes upon our life with His presence to deal with us. Not to right away give us everything what uh, He wants to give. Not to release that. So He will visit you as long and as far and as much as you allowing Him to visit you. And you will realize that uh, if you are not growing in the knowledge and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, His presence will be always lifted up. Not to make you excited about these things. But if God will see and know that we are in the Word, that we rightly divide in the Word of Truth, that we are growing, that we are passionate, when his presence will come, he'll stay longer. He'll stay actually for the longest time. And on some people that God trusts, his presence stays and never leaves. Because he knows that he can trust these people. Why did Jesus say, seek ye first the kingdom of God in all its righteousness? Because without these keys, seeking God and wisdom, His understanding, His manners, His word, rightly dividing the word of truth, without exaggeration, without jumping into any other conclusions, without doing things foolishly, God says, I cannot release my presence all the time there because they are going to make a mistake. 
So what God wants us to do and what we see here in this particular chapter is very, very important thing. He is not trying to stop you from walking by the Spirit or to enjoy His presence or to know His truth or to walk by His truth or to do what He wants you to know. He doesn't. He wants you to grow into this. Moreover, to grow into this very carefully. How do we grow into this? We understand, we begin to be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding in all spiritual wisdom and understanding it's when we walk in the word of when we know the word of god when we are rightly dividing the word of truth and living by the word of god with wisdom and understanding when we begin to walk in God's knowledge, God's will, and spiritual wisdom and understanding, we will look into everything with spiritual eyes and see the great benefit in all that God said. Very great benefit. This is why the Word of God must be not just read but studied revealed god has to speak to us through his word we must understand its spiritual application understand its spiritual wisdom and understanding and live by it these are the keys that god is releasing into people's hands by opening up the scriptures like this and say without spiritual wisdom and understanding there's no further progress he doesn't want us just to live and breathe and eat. We have purpose in this life that God wants to fulfill. If we are not interested in anything what God says, in growing and doing and living and obeying, and you know, think about this. He is the master of your life. You'll say, well, if you're not enjoying this, if you cannot handle this, maybe it's time for you to go. Because remember, remember that our life, every breath that we take, controlled by God. He is not just leaving you and giving you the grace to live and do whatever you want. Well, if God is so graceful to everybody, we should believe in everybody up to 120. If we live by grace, everybody believes in grace, isn't it? Do you believe in grace? That God is graceful? You believe that God is merciful? So why he doesn't extend somebody else's life up to 120? Why people die in 70, 80, and so on? Why did they never make it? Because God says that my grace is sufficient only for those who are willing to do something. And live by my truth, right? And uh, he says this. That... Uh, if you prove to me, living in this life, that you are interested to continue to live for me on this earth and to do my will, that's fine. But if not, you might as well go home because it's a waste of time and effort and everything else. And I've learned another thing. When God used mightily other people, when their job on earth was done, 
God took them home. God just took them home. And I've learned another thing that people who don't want God, God is giving them another chance and God keeps them longer. So that they may have a chance to accept him. God controls everything and everyone. Our life is in his hands. Why did Paul say, I'm just pressing toward the goal. I'm looking forward. I want more. I want to learn more. I want to gain more. I want to grow in God. Because whatever God has left for me on this earth, I have to achieve if I want to finish the race well. So every believer, every believer must have one goal. Not to look into your own affairs, but to become God's disciple and let him feed and lead. Don't look upon your own things as it says in what? In Philippians chapter 2. And we can easily have that. Our own things, our own desires. Do you really believe that I am so passionate to go to Belize because it's down south and it's hot there. No, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go anywhere if this is not God's will. If you are not enjoying this life, if this life becomes to you, I would say, neutral, and nothing is attracting you, I can say, congratulations, now you became a pilgrim passing through. It would be funny if Jesus would say to the disciples, you know, I know we have a problem with Samaritans, but I really want to go and see the land. It's beautiful, isn't it? And he went down to Samaria. Why did he go to Samaria? When the disciples came to him, they saw him with a woman sitting at the well. What did he tell him? I do the will of my father. He says, I only do what my father says. I do the will of my God. It's good to go and see things. It's good to go and check things out and go there and there and there. But if we are believers in our heart, supposed to be one particular desire to do God's will and to live for Him. When we're going to have this kind of desire, when we desire God, when we desire God to do His will, this scripture will become to you a main one. As Paul prayed for the church, he says, I will pray to God that God will give them that desire to seek after God's knowledge and his spiritual wisdom and revelation. To understand God's will. It's more than just an interest. It's much deeper. Paul says, I pray. I pray that the path of the church is going to be like this. To be filled, to be filled with the knowledge of his will and in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Because this is the key to everything. This is the key to everything. And when these things will take place, then whatever God will ask you to do, you'll have no problems to do it. Even if you don't want to, your flesh will say, no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to fly that way. I don't want to pay the price. I don't want to think about how I'm going to pay for my ticket. Why should I do that? 
why should I battle all the time this life and think how will I pay these bills? How will I gain people's trust? Why do we need to fight these battles? You understand? But the only reason why we fight in this battle is because we said to him, we want to do it. Well, again, this is the end of this program, and uh, I'd like to encourage you to continue to grow in his stature, continue to grow in him. God has offered us marvelous, powerful opportunity to become different, to become victorious, to become uh, more than conquerors in this life through Christ, through our Messiah, Jesus. It is all through God that we can do. The Bible is so much filled with examples how God led people, simple people like you and I, through all kinds of circumstances and things in their life and how God has built their life upon the rock who is Christ himself so that we may be filled with the spirit, knowledge and wisdom and revelation of his truth and live by it. What a mighty, powerful God we have and serve. If you would like to join our services, visit us Saturday at 11 a.m. at 6902 Kodanej. And every Tuesday night we have Bible study and powerful, powerful prayer meeting at 7 p.m. 6902 Kodanej. For more information, give us a call. 514-737-4744. 514-737-4744. We have a website. You can visit and find all information about us there at www.houseofdavidministry.org. You can also donate through our website. It's a secured website, and you can donate to our ministry to sustain us on the air at Thank you for your support today. We appreciate your support, whichever way you can give and whatever you can give. If you need an additional prayer, give us a call, 514-737-4744. Well, until next time, God bless you. And remember, Thursday and Friday is a free run, and I'm going to pray for you. God bless you, and until tomorrow, bye-bye.